morning in the house of the Lord. And, uh, we're going to begin the service. We're going to do so with prayer. Man, what a great breakfast this morning. Appreciate it, Brother Joey, Sister Darlene, everybody that helped. It was awesome. Appreciate you guys. Uh, I'll do good to eat, be hungry at lunch after that. You're able, uh, ask for you to stand this morning. We want to invite the presence of the Lord in our midst today. Father, we are grateful to be again in the house of God. Thankful, Lord God, how you've moved and blessed and helped in every service, for every message that's been brought to us, oh God. In the, in the night services, again in the mornings, you've spoke to us, God. We're eternally grateful. Lord, our ears to hear this morning, our heart to receive what the Spirit would speak to us again. I pray, Lord, that you'll inhabit our praise as we worship in song. Oh, God, you'll just meet every need. There's some. God, I've been receiving prayer requests this week, people that need divine healing in their body, that long to be here but can't because they're sick. I pray, oh, God, you'd reach beyond these walls that you would touch and move and heal those that have been watching by way of live stream. Let the precious anointing, God, reach them where they are. Let the healing virtue of Christ make them whole this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
ringing on those bells this week. Pray, let's sing one more, page 394. I can't feel at home in this world anymore.
bigger than anything I'm facing today. Amen. Good to see Brother Tim come in. Brother Stan, testify for the Lord this morning. Thank you. Brother Eddie, I'm so glad today that my God is bigger than any mountain that comes up my way. He's bigger than any problem. Bigger than any question. There's times I have questions that I cannot answer. No, but he's answered. And I have problems I can't solve. But thank God we serve a God that can solve problems. And I'm glad we serve him today. And I'm so glad for what we feel in the house today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's worship with Brother Larry as he preaches to us this morning. Amen. Praise God. He is bigger, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he is. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life, God can always fix it. That's right. Amen. We're all blessed and delighted to have Brother Tim with us. Um, he, uh, he blessed us this weekend. We were invited to come preach to Brother Eddie this week, and he heard about it, so he invited me to go preach for him Sunday. And uh, we, we've been out of We've been out of uh, North Carolina since the Thursday of last week. In other words, it's been a week today that we've been out of North Carolina. But we're going back Saturday, the good Lord willing. But before we do, this morning, if you take your Bible, stand with me. Turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1 and verse 18. I have one verse of scripture that we want to uh, use for a, a jumping pad this morning to talk to you. And I'm telling you, we, we've had a great, great meeting. Uh, since Monday night. Brother Jimmy has got in here each night and he has, I'm telling you, he has fed my soul. And I'm so glad tonight, uh, this morning, that uh, that God has helped me to make me my dagger. And uh, I've stuck it into the flesh and killed it. Amen. Amen. I'm no longer living by the flesh. I'm no longer walking in the flesh as far as doing what the flesh wants me to do. I crucified the old man this morning when I got up out of the bed. Amen. I had a I had a dealing with him, and I stabbed him in the I stabbed him with that dagger, and I said, "Flesh, you ain't gonna have your way today." The Holy Ghost is gonna move in this house this morning. Even the book of First Corinthians, the Bible said in one verse, verse eighteen, chapter one, verse eighteen, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us, somebody said that's us, which are saved, it is. The power of God. Amen. That ought to speak to you this morning. Oh, yes. Amen. On this early Thursday morning, I'm telling you the preaching that is going to go forth into this pulpit this morning is because we are saved and is the power of God. Amen. I want to talk to you on these four words. Good batteries or good Christians. And then good batteries or bad connections. Are you getting it? Yeah. If you would sit down with me, don't sit down too long if you can and have to. Stand up and help me preach a little bit. Amen. My old voice is struggling this morning a uh, little bit. It struggled yesterday, but we're going to go on. And if I have to come down to a whisper, I do believe that I can whisper or point my finger. And you can understand what's going to go on this morning. Because the devil is a liar. He's not going to steal the victory in this house of God this morning. God's going to help us. Have you ever seen an energized battery? commercial on a television or on a computer. If you have, you know that it is one of the, this, this is one of those little pink bunnies. This little pink bunny, he appears beating drums. And somebody has said that I remind them of an energized bunny. And I hope that I can have that energy here this morning to help you to understand that what I'm talking about, good batteries, but bad connections. And as, as he beating those drums, the announcer comes on and says he's still going. He's still going. He's going through the desert. He's going over the mountaintops. He's going down in the valleys. He's going down the highway, and he's still going. And he's beating those drums. He's energized. He's beating those drums, and he's going, and he's going, and he's going, and he's going. Now, I want you to understand here this morning, the point of the commercial is not about the bunny. And my point of the message this morning is not about bad connections, but about good batteries yeah. that needs good connections. Yeah. So we've got some good people in here this morning. But some of your connections is a little bit needing working on. 
So God sent me by this morning to let you understand and let you to know that you can work on your battery, amen, here this morning, and you can be a whole lot more powerful tonight and tomorrow morning and tomorrow night than you are right now. Yeah. Now, I'm talking to good folk in this building this morning. Yeah. I'm not talking to a bunch of sinners. Come on, I said, I'm not talking to a bunch of sinners. I'm talking to people that the Bible says that the power of the gospel when it's preached unto them that don't believe it is foolishness. But unto us here this morning, it is the power of God Almighty. The important thing that we need to understand here this morning about good batteries, because you see, good batteries can become weak batteries if you don't do what's supposed to be done. Now this, this particular lady, she, she, had, she had a battery and she, she had it in the car. She went out and she cranked it up. And you know what she heard? She heard a clicking sound. So she figured from what her knowledge told her, that her battery is going to not necessarily. I mean, you go out this morning and if you hear your battery clicking, it's not necessarily your battery that's bad. So she you know what she did? She said, son, she said, I want you to go down there to the auto place and I want you to buy my brand new battery and come back and stick it in my car. So the son got the battery, come back, stuck it in the car, put the battery cables back on it, got back in the car and get ready to go. <laughs> A brand new battery. It's a good battery, but now it's still clicking. You see, we got good Christians in the church. And some of them still coming. They come every Sunday. They come every Sunday night. They come every Wednesday night. They even come to camp meeting, but they're still clicking. Oh, God. You know what God wants to do? He wants to get you fired up. Some of you sitting out there this morning, I'm telling you, you need to get energized. I said, you need to get energized like that bunny. You need to keep going and going and going. And I'm telling you, before long, you'll understand what I'm talking about here this morning. You see, this lady, she got back into the car and tried to crank it up and kept clicking. So now she says, son, go get the auto mechanic and let him come down here. He need to check my car out. And so when she went down and got him to come check the car, he lifted that hood. Looked up under that hood, and Brother Eddie, it wouldn't take him just one little split second. When he looked at that battery, he knew it was a new battery because she just told him I put a brand new battery in here. So it can't be the battery. So he's not looking for a bad battery. She's got a good battery. But you know what she had? She had bad connection. She had bad cables. Come on, she had a bad attitude. She had a bad spirit. Come on, somebody better help me right now. Now I'm telling you here today, saints of God, we need to understand that God wants us to be connected the way that he wants us to be today. Because you see, a tape recorder, way back in the day, we used to have them little old cassette players. Matter of fact, we'll go back further than that. We'll go back to the eight-track players. That's what I had when I was in the military in 1974. And I had, a, I had good batteries in my little old box that I had. And I'm telling you, when the, when the devil got the smoke and marijuana around my room and he got to playing that big old boom box, them boys, you see them boys that was in army with me, they had enough money they could buy speakers like this. All I had was one like this and like that. I didn't have the money them boys had. See, they had, they had parents that sent them to the army or got them out of the army and they were sending them money while they was in the army. But I'm telling you, when I was in my room and that marijuana started smoking, that loud music started playing, I stick that little eight track in there, and we had some we had some Lumbee Indians back that back that day, brother brother Jones. You know who I'm talking about the Scott sisters, the Chavis sisters. Come on, and and I put me one of them eight tracks in. Amen. I turned that little box as loud as it go, and it won't be long before they scattered. Amen. I heard the doors are shut and heard the music cutting down in the smoke, the marijuana. It went out. You see, I was a Christian and the devil was trying. He was trying to get me to be a bad Christian. But I'm telling you, I had a good battery in me and I had a good God in me and I had a good Holy Ghost in me. And let me tell you, I put the devil to the fly in just a little bit. Because you see, when you start worshiping God and praising God, God will come on the scene. You see, you can even take a pocket radio and you can have a bad battery in, and all of a sudden that, that, that radio is played and it starts fading in and fade now. I noticed the other night when Brother Jimmy Jones got amen up here in the pulpit the first time, first thing I noticed is he was preaching and all of a sudden his voice was gone. He was preaching all of a sudden his voice was gone. And the pastor said to the associate back there, he said, where is it? Come on. You know what was going on? He had a good microphone, had a good PA system, 
had everything, had a good preacher in the pulpit, but it had a bad connection. He had a bad battery. I'm trying to tell somebody here this morning, saints of God, we need to get with the program here this morning and let God be God in this house because God wants to do something in your heart and in your life here today. You see, what I want you to understand here this morning, the day that she learned, the lady learned that she had a good battery, I'm telling you, but now she learned that she had a bad connection and all she had to do was buy you battery cables and she was ready to go. Some of you here this morning need to understand that God, you've, you've got a good pastor, you've got a good church, you've got good fellowship here, amen, going on in the church. But you see, what we need to do is to get pumped up a little bit. Amen. I said get connected just a little bit more with the power of God. You see, now the Bible says in our text that the cross of Christ represents the power of God. The power of God under salvation. It is also a representation of the power of God for every believer and for every sinner that's in the house this week. God wants to save them. God wants to sanctify them. And God wants to fill them with the Holy Ghost. You see, the Holy Ghost is wanting to operate and will operate in a greater and a powerful way in this church. Between now and tomorrow night, if we'll just get in here and let the Lord be the Lord of our lives. And I'm thankful for what he's already done and what he's still going to do here this morning and tonight. But like the battery, we must have a clean contact. Amen. We must keep the power flowing. We can't let Cobb come in here. Amen. Because you see, we had a lot of folk here last night. And I'm telling you, I'm thanking God for those ladies that was here last night. And I'm thanking God for those men that was here on Monday night. But those ladies and a lot of those men, they need some help. And you know what we need to do? We need to fire it up and get them some help in here. Come on, I said, we need to fire it up because we can have an influence and an impact on their lives like they've never seen before. Now, I know them, a lot of, a lot of them, all of, most all of them are trying to get back into society the way they need to be. But I'm telling you here this morning, saints of God, that God wants the spirit of God to flow through us. And if we'll get the right contact with God between now and the end of this meeting, if they come back, I'm telling you, we can help them greater than what they've already been helped. We must be in harmony with the will of God. And the benefits of the power of God is available to all of us. Now, we're reading the King James Bible, chapter Hebrews, verse 12. Chapter Hebrews 12 and verse 14. The Bible says follow peace with all men. Now, I like this here part. It says follow peace with all men. There ain't no need trying to be holy if you ain't following peace. You have a bad connection. We quote that scripture talking about and holiness without which no man should see the Lord. We'll quote that part, but lots of times we'll leave off the front part. You see, you cannot have holiness without peace. And following God with peace. You've got to have a good connection. And then it says, looking diligently, lest any man file, fall from the grace of God, least uh, of the root of bitterness spring up for trouble, and thereby be he defiled. God don't want us to be defiled. He wants us to be filled. He wants us to be filled with his spirit. And the Bible says, lest there be any fornicator or profane person or Esau who want one of the morsels of meat or soul for his birthright. For we, the Bible says, for ye know how that afterwards when he was have inherited the blessing he was rejected for he found no place of repentance through the, though he saw it carefully with tears he prayed and he cried but he couldn't find he couldn't find no amen he couldn't find no repentance and the reason he couldn't find no repentance I'm telling you he had done gone too far I said he had done gone too far and church we've got to get connected and stay connected because we could go too far there comes a time that God will not deal with man there comes a time that God says enough is enough and he'll withdraw his spirit and when God draws his spirit back you cannot get back to God because you have no connection to God Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, the Bible says, Now the God of hope fill you with joy and peace and believe that he may be abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. God wants you to have joy. Y'all don't want me to pull that joy out this morning, do you? There it is. God wants you to have joy. I'm talking about joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. He says that I may that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may will with, with you, the Bible says, and refresh you. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. God help us this morning in this service to understand that God wants us to be in harmony. 
And I believe we got some harmony here. Amen. I'm telling you, God has been moving in every service and it keeps on, it keeps climbing. And I can't wait to the climax of Friday night because I'm telling you, God is going to explode in this house if we'll just get in here. God is going to do something miraculous like we've never seen before. Amen. Harmony, togetherness. The Bible says in John 15 and 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. I want to ask you a question here, a personal question. What do you want God to do for you and your family between now and Friday night? This sister sitting over here, her husband's out working in the brick department. He told me about that scuffle he had yesterday. Y'all pray for him. He's the money maker in that home. But this mama's here, and she's got these kids here. And they're not a beautiful family. I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five. And you got one more, two? You got six? Wow. That's wonderful. Brother Eddie told me something last night. He said he's praying for 50 young people. So there's six, there's seven, there's eight, there's nine, there's ten. And count me. And school's going on. Y'all ain't getting that. So, Brother Eddie, got good news for you. God's got a payday for you too, son. God is going to answer your prayer. Because the Bible said, fret not. Fret not those evil doors. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For God will, I'm telling you, God will take care of your enemy. And I know you got some enemies around here. Amen. There's some demon spirits. There's some powers of hell that wants to tear down and destroy everything that's going on in this county. But let me tell you, we've got the energizer in the house this morning. I said, we've got the energizer in the house. You know who the energizer is, don't you? It's Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, and the Father. I'm telling you, all three in one, they're right here in the house this morning, and the devil cannot win because the Bible says if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will, and it will and shall be done. Do you have a prayer request? Ask God right now. Tell God what you want him to do. Talk to him about it. Now I'm telling between now and Friday night, God can and will answer your prayer. He said in John 16 and 24, he said, him or two. Ask, he says, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. God wants your joy to be running over between now and Friday night. God wants to overflow your house and your and your people that's living in the house with you. And then in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14, and 15. The Bible says, and this is the confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, you see, that's the key right there, church. we got to pray the will of God. Not our will, not the permissive will, but the will of the Father. He said, he heareth us. When you pray the will of God, he hears because his will is the will, his will in your life and through your life. And to keep you connected as a good Christian. And if we know that he heareth us whatsoever we ask, we know that when we have this petition and we put this petition before him, he desires to do everything that we desire for him to do in our life. Now, I don't know about you, but I want God to touch me between now and Friday night. He's already touched me. But God's fixing to do something very, very special for me, for you, and for all of us that will let God do it. Because there is a power that's called the power of hell. It's demonic. And it's been loosed and leased into this country and in this world. And it was, as it was back in the Bible days, we have a story that I want to relate to you just a little bit here and bring a little bit out to you about good batteries, bad connections. You see, we've got some folks here this morning that's got some good connections. You've got good batteries and you've got good connections. You know why? Because you're reading and studying the King James Bible. That's the best connection that you can have. And the best battery that you can have is the King James Bible. Now, if you got any other versions, if I was you, I'd just go ahead and get rid of them. I'd burn them. I wouldn't give them to my neighbor. Ooh, hallelujah. When they, when they sent me to the military in 1974 out of, the, out of Carolina, out of Raleigh, the Raleigh capital is the capital. They sent me out of there. They flew me out of Raleigh, Durham. That's why I'm flying back in on Saturday. Raleigh, Durham. That's the first time I ever flew was out of Raleigh, Durham. They flew me out of there. And before they flew me out, those folks came around and they gave me a New Testament King James Version. 
And that's the first time I ever knew anything about the Bible, but back during that day, the Gideons had it right. Now they got it wrong. They're giving out all kind of versions. Oh, y'all about to help me preach right now. But over in the book of Acts, there's a, there's a, there's a story that many of you know is a very good story. In the 16th chapter, you know where I'm already going. It came to pass, the Bible says, and we went to prayer. Church, that's the way you're going to keep your good connection is you got to go to prayer. We've got too many prayerless Christians in the church today. We've got too many Christians that play prayer and whisper prayers. I'm telling you, we've got to pray until we have prayed through prayers. Come on. And a certain pastor, the Bible said, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us with brought her master much gainsaying. Now, Paul and Silas, they were going along, taking care of the business of God, and just doing the work of God. And then all of a sudden, there come this damsel following them, going around following them. And the Bible says that she began to get on Paul's nerves. And folk, when folks become disconnected in the church, it'll get on the nerve of a preacher. But they ain't connected. And man, you're talking about having some nerve conditions. He can get pretty stiff. But every once in a while, that old preacher, he'll get that boldness of the Holy Ghost. It'll come upon him, and it's right on time, and it's just in time. And he'll turn around to that old divination, that old divination spirit. You know what that old divination spirit is? It's a spirit of python. And that old spirit of Python, all it wants to do is to take and get you a, they told us, I, I seen it on the internet just a few days ago, you may have seen it. They said that there was woman, this woman was missing, and she'd been missing for a long time. I don't know, days or weeks or whatever, and when they found the family, you know what they found her at? In the belly of a python. I ain't talking no prairie tales, I'm telling you the truth. I seen the picture, and I seen that big old snake, he was swallowed up with that woman inside of him. That's terrible, church. But that's what the devil wants to do to many people in the Christian church today is he wants to suck them up. He wants to cut their power off. He wants to destroy us. But I'm telling you here this morning that I'm not going to let that divination spirit, amen, amen, control me. I'm going to be like the Apostle Paul because the Apostle Paul, he turned on that spirit and he used the authority of the word of God against that spirit. And the Bible said he rebuked that spirit and said, come out of her. And you know, he didn't wait a week come out he didn't even wait two days to come out but the bible do say it took a little time to get that spirit out you see you just don't walk up to a spirit of divination that's in a woman or a man or a child you know and just cast it out in a second because that spirit don't want to come out so I don't know. The Bible didn't go into the detail of everything that happened but I can, all I can tell you is this the bible said that spirit came out the, in the same hour the same hour. I don't know if it took the total hour, but in the process of one second to that hour, that spirit was out of that lady. And when that spirit came out of that lady, you know what happened? Those who had her out on the streets, and I believe that she was instructed to go follow, follow Paul and Silas. Yeah. That spirit was leased in that woman to go aggravate Paul and Silas because that spirit was trying to slow Paul and Silas down for what they were doing in ministry. And I'm telling you, saints of God, there's a lot of people, a lot of good people come through churches that are good people. They have, they have good values, have good intentions, but they ain't connected to the ministry for that church. And I'm telling you, sometimes it's better for them going than staying. And, and as a pastor, I never wanted nobody to go. I don't care how bad it was, how bad I had to fight the devil. Come on, somebody help me right now. I always hate it when people leave, but they do leave. They go and come. I told them 35 years ago when I came to Wilson's Mills in 1987. I said, if y'all wanna, if y'all want me to leave, it's better for y'all to leave because I'm planning on staying. Y'all can find another church down the street somewhere else, but I ain't planning on moving my family all over the country. In 36 years, I'm still at the same house. We built the parsonage that we live in in 1990, and it feels like it's my home and it's my home. But I don't know if it'll ever be my home, but if it ain't, I've got a home waiting for me. Over yonder. Are you listening for, to me? 
And the Bible says that Paul was grieved and he turned on that spirit and he commanded that spirit to come out. And I'm telling you, those magistrates and those people who had this lady working for them, they got really upset with Paul and Silas. The magistrate says, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. And I hope that Brother Jimmy and myself, we've come down here to Foley this week, week since Monday night, and I hope that we've troubled Foley, yeah. Alabama, a little bit this week. I feel like we have. I feel like there's been enough of gospel preached in this pulpit in the last few nights and the last few mornings that I'm telling you there are some people that's a little bit disturbed. I don't know if y'all saw it or if y'all didn't see it, but I saw it because I was standing here and I can see behind you where you can't see behind you. There was a couple came in. I don't know who they were. Now, I, I may not even need to go there, but they came in because this happens to me all the time. We have folks that are coming out of church, and I've had, had them come in and fill up a whole pew on Sunday morning. And I get excited. Man, i got a whole pew of visitors that I'm getting ready to preach to. And no longer than the choir leader gets up and starts singing hallelujah, glory to God, praising God, amazing grace, how sweet the sound, or whatever it is. They'll get up and all of them will leave, and I didn't even get to preach to them. And this yesterday, the other morning, I think it might have been my first morning. Probably was. I think it was Tuesday morning. I don't know if you've seen it because you were sitting down. But there was a couple that came in after I got up to start preaching. And then I started preaching. In about 10 minutes or so, they got up and they left. I'm trying to think in my mind, what did I say? Huh? He was sick. He got sick. Okay, I know for some reason. I said, he got up and he got left. He got gone. Quick. But I'm telling you, I've been in church all over the world. And I've preached in places all over the world. But America is one of the worst places that you can preach in. When people don't like what you say, they're going to get up and walk out on you. Right. Huh? Are you hearing me? They're good people, got good batteries, but they got bad connections. And so Paul and Silas, the Bible says, the magistrates said, go get them and bring them here. And they like to whip them to death. They whipped Paul and Silas down. I'm telling you, they whipped them down. And then, not only did they whip them down, but you know the story. They put them in prison, but not just in prison. They put them in prison, in prison. Now, some of you may not know what prison in prison means. That means they put them inside the prison, but they put them inside the prison, in prison, and they locked them down with things around their ankles, and they could not get out. They could not even... Come on, somebody help me right now. Even if they tried to get out, they couldn't get out because they was in a prison within a prison with guard, with a guard guarding them. But I'm telling you, when you got a good battery like old Paul and Silas had, I'm telling you, your good battery will kick in at midnight. I said at midnight there was a rocking and there was a shaking and the jailhouse and the prison house rock and God came down with an earthquake and began to shake that prison where Paul and Silas was. Why did he shake it? It's because old Paul looked over at Silas and old Silas looked over at Paul and said, you know, we're in bad condition here tonight. He said, but Paul said to Silas, that's okay. Let's go ahead and have a little church. And so they cranked it up. They didn't have no piano. They didn't have no guitar. They didn't have no Hammond organ. But I believe they cut loose and I don't know what the song was they sung back then, but I can imagine what we would need to sing here this morning is we need to sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I'm telling you, I was blind, but now I can see because you see, Jesus Christ, he's the Alpha of my Omega, and he's the beginning of my day. And I'm telling you here tonight, even this one, that Jesus Christ is coming back for a church that's not just got good batteries, but he's coming back for a church that's got good connection. He's coming back for his pride. He's coming back for the saints of God that have loved him and worshipped him all the way through. And so when that prison shut, all the doors and windows opened, and this pitiful old guard, he knew that those authorities that he was working for, if they came to that prison the next day and all those prisoners was gone, they were going to kill him anyway. So Brother Jimmy, he had his own dagger. He had his own sword. And he reached over and got that sword and that dagger, whatever you want to call it, and he was fixing to commit suicide. You see, the devil's got a lot of people today committing suicide, spiritual suicide. They don't like what's going on in the church, and so they get mad and they leave. And then they go around the country, around the county, around the town, talking about that church and that pastor and those people. Not knowing they've done and committed spiritual suicide. 
But when he drew that dagger and he was going to kill himself, Paul and Silas, they had just got through having church, and baby, they were charged up. And Paul, he looked at that man, amen, and he said, Holy! Do thyself no harm. And conviction fell on him. Lord, that's what we need. We've had some conviction in this house, but we ain't had enough conviction yet. I'm telling you, we need, a, we need an overflow of conviction between now and Friday night. We need a conviction to fall in this house where people will literally run and crawl down to the altar and pray in the altar until they shook under the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me here this morning? Now, Paul said, do thyself no harm. And then that man humbled himself down and he said, man, he said, what do I need to do to have what you've got? How can I be saved? Basically is what he was saying. What do I need to be able to inherit eternal life like you got? I need what you've got. Church, I'm telling you, we need to be so on fire for God that people can see God in our walk and our talk and in everything that we do and they'll desire the same Lord, the same God, the same Holy Ghost that we have walking and talking in our lives. We need to be a witness. We need to be a light. I'm talking about not just a little twinkle light, but a bright light. I'm talking about a light that'll light up the world around you and men and women will be able to see the God that's in you and become hungry and thirsting after what God has place in your life. I'm telling you church here this morning that God is ready to send old fashioned count me amen to the Foley Assembly Bible Way Church here. I'm telling you like never on for and he's only got three more services after this. So let's don't wait till the, the third one and the, 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 the next one and the next and next three but let's do it here this morning. Let's get in here this morning as a congregation. You that are here gathered in this place this morning. Let's make up in our mind that we're not just going to be good Christians and have bad connections. But we're going to be good Christians, and we're going to be energized. So when folk come in here tonight, we're going to have enough of energy to help them to get energized. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? Now, I know we're going to have a preacher that's going to preach tonight to us. I don't know what he's going to preach, but I'm telling you, this man's a preacher of preacher. He'll preach the word to you. And the Bible says that this man, Paul said, don't kill yourself. And you know what? You know what happened? He got saved. His whole house got saved, and he got baptized. His whole household got saved and baptized. Wouldn't it be something, Brother Eddie, if we could get another whole family in church between now and Friday night, tomorrow night? I'm talking about another whole family that would come off the streets out of nowhere. I said out of nowhere. Good, good, good family, good people, but bad connections. And they'd get in here and get connected with God. Come on, saints of God, are you with me? Yeah. And then God would do such a work that if, if he couldn't do it to, on Friday night, he'd do it Sunday and baptize the whole family. Right. Y'all ain't helping me right now. Oh, I'm telling you, church, church, that's what we need to take place in our churches. I do believe that God wants to send revival. Amen. Not only to your church, but he wants to send revival to every church there is around the continent. Now, let me speed up here just a little bit. You see, it is a little or no value at all to have power of the almighty God at our disposal at our fingertips and let our connection get eroded and corroded and rusted and be bad connected in other words corrosion will cause a bad connection that's what the lady had in the automobile and then she just realized what it was and, and at least got some advice before she bought a brand new battery. She could have kept her money in her pocket. Are you with me? Yeah. You see, the, the, song of, the songs of Solomon said in chapter 2 and verse 15. He said, take us, the foxes. The foxes. The little foxes that spoil. They spoil the vine. For our vines have tender grapes. And my wife and I have been back bringing about them grapes. Y'all got back yonder. Them things is tender grapes. They must have come somewhere from over there where Solomon was at. I don't know how in the world y'all got them grapes way down here in Florida, Alabama. And we can't get them in North Carolina. Y'all got a connection we ain't got. And we have the same type of building down there called Sam's like y'all got Sam's. Y'all ain't getting it. But it's the foxes that spoil the vine. Ecclesiastes 10 to 1 says, dead flies cause the anointment of the apostasy 
to send forth a stinking Savior, so does a little foley. The Bible says, him that is has a reputation for wisdom and for honor. You see, Paul said in our text this morning that the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to them that don't believe. And we'll go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 6. The Bible says, your glory is not good. Know ye not that a little leaveneth, leaveneth the whole lump. In other words, you can get some bad, connected, good people in your church. And if they still stay, if they stay bad connected long enough, they're going to get other people bad connected with them. Because it'll leaven, it'll keep leavening and keep leavening and keep leavening and keep leavening to leaven the whole lump. It'll destroy your church. Bad attitudes, bad spirits, gossiping, lying, come on, backbiting, talking things that you shouldn't talk, saying things you shouldn't say. It'll, it'll destroy your church. I know what I'm talking about, saints of God. I'm not a novice. I've been in the church, church of God ever since I was 18 years old. I got saved when I was 18 years old. And I joined the church of God two years later in 1976. Because I, I was not a member of the church of God, no church, while I was in the army. Matter of fact, when they asked me, when I went to basic training, they asked me, said, what, what affiliation are you? What religion are you? I didn't know what to tell them. So, but do you know what I told them? I said, I'm Baptist. And I got Baptist on my dog tag. It's still hanging up in my house. I'm Baptist. But now I'm Baptist coster. I know what I am now. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody help me right now. I said, the devil is a liar. I didn't know what I was because I wasn't nothing. But I, I know who I am now. I am a child of the king. I've been blood bought. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And I know I've been sanctified and been filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm doing everything I can to challenge you this morning. If you've got some bad connections, get them connected right. Do what's right before God. Because that clicking, if you keep that clicking going on, that's a sign of disconnection. Many of us have the ability to achieve greatest greatness and, and great and mighty things through the exercise of the gifts of God. But every time that we turn the switch and all we hear is a clicking sound, we better get that sound and that clicking straightened out. Because as Christians, we need to keep a clear, I mean a clean, uninterrupted connection to God. Don't let nothing, don't let nothing cause you to have, amen, a, a, a slight, even, even close to a slight of disconnect with God. Yes, others might think that we're foolish for doing the things that we do and the way that we do things. You see, I was over at Brother Tim's church on Sunday evening, and he was telling me about the fish he had out there in his pond. And then it's, I think it's, it's soon to be your granddaughter's husband. He said, I got a fishing pole. I'll let you fish after church tonight. I said, I ain't going fishing on Sunday. I ain't catching the devil. <laughs> no, sir, you ain't getting me with no fishing pole in my hand on a Sunday. Amen. Sunday is the Sabbath day. And I'm going to keep it holy. Y'all better help me preach right now. I'm feeling good, y'all. You see, don't do those things that are foolish. In other words, the reason I ain't going fishing on Sundays, you know why I'm not going fishing on Sundays? Let me, let me clear the story up so y'all don't think I'm a, a hardcore North Carolina. You know the reason I ain't going fishing on Sunday, son? It's because when my daddy raised me on Sunday for 18 years, that's where I spent my time, on a fishing hole. And now I'm convicted. I ain't supposed to be fishing on Sunday for fish. I'm supposed to be fishing for souls right. on Sunday. Right. And I ain't got time to go no fishing for fish when I got all these souls that sit in front of me on a Sunday morning and a Sunday night. Come on. And I might get out of church on Sunday night, but I still ain't got no time to go fishing for no fish. I'm going to get me something to eat. Especially when you're over at Brother Tim's house. Ooh, boy, I'm telling you, they fed us good. And I'm telling you, Brother Eddie ain't let up either. He just kept right on fishing. He told Brother Tim he's going to have me 10 pounds bigger than what I was when I came to his house. And if he keeps on the next couple of days, so he's probably going to have me there. Whew. 
That old stomach's growing, y'all. But I'm going on a fast crash, not diet. I'm going on a fast crash fast when I get home because I want more power. I don't want more weight. I want more power. I want more battery power. I want more Holy Ghost power. I want more anointing power. I want more Jesus power. Somebody, somebody help me here this morning. And our text Paul writes to the church at Corinth about the wisdom of preaching the truth of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to hurry up here. You see, to Paul explains that those who are saved recognizes the cross as a symbol of the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of God. You see, but those outside the faith, those that don't go to church, they seem to be involved in foolishness. These people that go to church, amen, it says, does it count me? And they go to church every morning. They start on Tuesday through Friday and they come back every night at 7 o'clock. They're foolish. But I guess we down at Wilson Mills, brother Eddie, we're a little bit more foolish than what you are because you've been down there and I've had you and him preaching in the morning and then I have Brian McDonald preaching at the night. And when you come back next year, y'all know what's going to happen in 24th, the Lord tarries. We're going to have three services a day. It's going to be him, him, And you know the reason why I put him before him? Because he puts the pressure on him. <laughs> That's a man, that man's a preacher. And, he, and he's, he's his son and the, and the Lord. And so I let daddy, you know, you always respect, you know, the elder. So I respect that. And so I'm giving you first, y'all, and your son's going to have to follow you. But boy, do we have some church. And now we're going to have, y'all know Jim is a preacher. Boy, he'll get, up on, he'll get up every night, he'll put pressure on both of them. But that's what I like. I love to have camp meeting. You know the reason I love camp meeting so much? And I'm glad here. You know, and this ain't my first camp meeting. I preached a few here and a few there. Me and Brother Ed, we preached together down in Florida over here to Bowling Green. Just in, was it July? And that was, a, that was an honor to be able to preach before him in camp meeting. And then he followed me. And we had a good camp meeting. But the reason I love camp meeting so much is, son, you know the reason I love camp meeting so much? You want to tell your mama? Tell your mama, say, that's where he got saved at in camp meeting. Tell her. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Brother Jimmy. I've never been in nothing like that in all my life. Them people were running down about a thousand of them, talking in tongues, amen, turning over chairs and everything. I thought them folks were crazy. I said, why in the world that language? They, I, I, Lumbies don't talk like that. And I found out, brother, it's the Holy Ghost. It wasn't Lumbee language. It was the Holy Ghost. Now, we got English that's so broken up that if we really talked it, Sister Rose, I could turn loose up here right now. She could talk Lumbee to you. You wouldn't know what in the world she's saying because she's got it specialized. She's got it down pat, baby. Yeah. Yes, sir. She's full-blooded Lumbee. <laughs> I'm having a good time. I'm finishing in just a few minutes. It ain't 12 o'clock yet, is it? I haven't preached at 12 yet, so I might as well go ahead and break the record, haven't I? Huh? I like breaking records. I'm just kidding around with you. I'm going to hurry up here. Come on up here, musicians. I ain't going to preach to 12. You see, what is foolishness with Paul speaking the truth and preaching the Bible? You see, maybe, maybe it's the command to love your enemy or to pray for those that despitefully use you and say things about you. Maybe it's, it's your belief. In other words, what you believe. You know, I'm, I'm too holy for some folks and my belief, and I'm not holy enough for other folks. So this is what I consider myself. I'm a middle-of-the-road Christian. I'm not too dogmatic, but I'm not too liberal either. I'm just walking down the avenue of the King James Bible and trying to be, I'm trying to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I've got some strong convictions, but I don't try to bend my convictions on other people. I let them figure it out for themselves. Because I'm telling you, the Bible says every man, every woman, every boy, every girl has to work out their own salvation before God. We're trembling. And I'm telling you, I'm trembling more than I've ever trembled before before God because I want to make sure I get this thing right before the rapture takes place. I don't want to miss heaven. So I'm going to do like Brother Jimmy preached last night. I'm going to get me my little old dagger and I'm going to kill my flesh. 
I'm not going to let the other man do it. I'm going to do it to myself. Come on now. Are you with me? Crucify your flesh every day. Get up with the intent. I'm going to get closer to God today than I was yesterday. I'm going to have more battery power with God today than I had yesterday. I'm not going to let my relationship with God get corroded and get watered down with worldliness and ungodliness and all the cares of the life. But I'm going to live holy and upright before God more than I did yesterday. Church, I'm telling you, we need to have that concept and attitude every day we live that we're going to draw ourselves nigher to God than we were the day before. Notice in our text, and I'm closing, it says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto the us which are saved, it is the power of God. There's some power in this house this morning. I preached the last two mornings to you. It's already in the house. It's already in the house. What you need in your life to get connected in a greater way than what you were yesterday morning or even last night. We need to reconnect with God in a greater way this morning so that we can get closer to God before tonight's service and be ready for what God's going to give us tonight. So I'm going to invite you to let's come to this altar because what I preach to you this morning is not foolishness. It's the power of God. I said it's the power of God. your hands this morning and as you lift your hands would you come towards this altar and let's do what the Holy Ghost has spoken to us to do God don't want us to just sit around and get disconnected he don't want us just to have good batteries but he wants us to be on fire energized and strengthened more and more each day God help us this morning come on church and pray come on and pray Come on and seek the face of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we love you. We praise you. We 